Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Far Out Wisdom Podcast. And I hope you guys are having a wonderful day. Uh, in today's episode, I had probably one of the biggest guests so far on the Far Out Wisdom Podcast. Because you guys have to remember that my podcast is pretty small. It's not up to that uh, the cool podcasters yet. I'm not I'm not a, a female Joe Rogan. But uh, in today's episode, we got into socialism, communism. We got into, oh my God, things all over the place with not one of the only. And Jesse, please at the drumline. Romanian TV. And he goes by V, by the way. I, this dude, it's really awesome. And I really appreciate that he took the time out of his day to come onto my podcast. And if you guys don't know, we invite guests all the time. We invite small podcasters, big podcasters, pretty much everybody on the entire spectrum, but especially V, who has made a name for himself. And if you guys don't know who V is, V is a YouTuber. He talks, he, he talks about many subjects. He talks about politics. He talks about his personal life, especially the fact that his experience especially his experience with living under socialism. And so that's pretty much the main topics that we talked about today. And of course, we went all over the place. And I really hope you guys enjoy this episode just like I did. I had a really awesome time. And and V, if you're listening to this, thank you so much for taking the time of your day to come hang out with moi. So guys, if you guys really want to support Foul, um, you guys can do so via PayPal, Venmo, pretty much all the information is down below where you guys can contact me as well. And as always, guys, stay far out. Bye. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Far Out Wisdom Podcast. And today's guest was unexpected because I schedule him for tomorrow. But he was like, ah, fuck it. I'll just record right now. So, V, how are you? Hello, everyone. (laughs) Welcome to the Far Out Wisdom Podcast. My co-host couldn't make it today because he's on brunch. And V finished his This Week in Stupid. So... Now he's here. So V, can you, I don't have my papers with me because this, this, like I said, this was unexpected. Can you tell people who don't know who you are, what you do and your yeah. content? So I'm just a YouTuber. I give low IQ takes on things that I see in the news. <laughs> I... Not low IQ. You give a very good information about what you do. You, you do a really detailed observation, especially with American politics. I don't know. I, I'm not affiliated with any of the authoritative sources that uh, YouTube is propping up. So 
I don't think I have the intelligence required uh, to work at a corporation in order for my <laughs> takes to, to have any weight. So I just call things out how I see them. Right. And so with him, if you look him up on YouTube, there's three V's. There's two chicks, I believe. Mm -hmm. One is a singer that can't sing. And then there's one chick with black hair. And then his his YouTube channel is Romanian TV. So if you guys, please check it out. I love his channel, especially his takes on um, everything, especially American politics, which V, what do you think about American politics so far that you've been you know, following. Oh, well, there's a lot to unpack. I mean, we would have to go point by point. What, what I do think, though, and this is something that I noticed, the vice presidential debates were something I was really looking forward to, because for the first time in years, we see people on the right and people on the left just able to talk with each other without, right. yeah, without a chaperone, without terms of service, without a mother looming over the shoulder. It was just, okay, well, this is what the right thinks, and this is what the left thinks, and you people in the audience, what do you think? And I think we're missing that. If you go on the Twitter or most social medias, people are in a bubble. You have Mm -hmm. the left-wing bubble and you have the right-wing bubble, and very few overlap between them. And yeah, finally, we, we get to see just people having a normal conversation. I didn't see that with Trump and Joe Biden because Trump could keep interrupting Joe. But I think it's also because of the format where you would spend two minutes making accusations of the opponent and then the opponent had to choose whether or not to respond to the question of the moderator or use his time in order to defend himself from the accusations. Right. Yeah. And it was like a little bit like um, Chris Wallace was, in my personal opinion, when you compare the debate between Kamala Harris and Mike Pence, the moderator was actually pretty good. Whereas mm-hmm. in comparison to Chris Wallace, who was a little bit more kind of towards Joe Biden. And they, like I said, they were like pretty much arguing over each other. And when you actually compared like the politics to like back in the day in the American politics, they actually had like a conversation debate ideas. And of course, you know, the fly. And V was like, everybody's paying attention to the fucking fly. <laughs> it's like, and that's the funniest part. But but he, you made a video recently talking about that. And then you made an excellent point. And I, I shouldn't have paid attention to the fly, but... It just like, like what Joe Biden would say, come on, man, <laughs> it's right there. You know what I mean? So I don't know with American politics and especially coming from you, your background, did you, you talk a lot about communism mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm fascinated with the subject too. And like I said, in my previous podcast episode, I do talk about communism a lot because my father was a radical communist for the, the, the Khmer Rouge. He fought side by side with Pol Pot. And if you guys don't know who Pol Pot is, he was very deadly. He committed genocide in Cambodia. So I have a family line over there as well. And with V, did you live under communism? Because you're 34. Yeah. So so I didn't live that much. I think I got four years of it. But the thing is, even after the regime fell, you still have the fallout. So for mm-hmm. the next 10 years after communism fell, the mentality remained. I mean, there were a couple of students that went to protest because they wanted freedom and liberty. And mm-hmm. the uh, regime at the time, they called the miners to beat the living shit out of those students. There's a word Damn. in Romanian called mineriada, which uh, means like the, the miners revolt. And, and that's what they did. Like they still use the same tactics of suppression and uh, removal of human rights. And it went on for the next decade. And I would say that even today, there are still remnants of it. Yeah. 
Yeah. I think um, you did like a video and you showed the building that uh, you remember that video that you did a long time ago. I love that video um, where you showed the buildings of how communists uh, living under communism is like. So. Yeah. They called it brutal architecture. Communists uh, went with the promise that everyone is going to have a home. But obviously, when you want to give a home to a large population, the quality doesn't matter. I mean, the inner party members, they, they had luxurious houses. But everyone lived in, I guess you could call it like a dorm, and they would have like three or four families living in a dorm. Uh, the idea was that you shouldn't spend much time indoors anyway. You should be out working or you should be out socializing. So mm-hmm. the way the communists look at housing was quite different than you would see in France, uh, United Kingdom, or even America. Yeah, like under... So, <clears throat> V, can you talk about a little bit about... So in communism in Romania, I forgot his name, His who was the last leader? Ceausescu. Yeah, and I, rec- I recommend you guys watch a documentary about him. Very interesting. Not an interesting guy, but he pretty much fucked Romania up pretty badly. And uh, the the building that V is talking about is he he destroyed houses for some odd reason. I don't, I don't know why he did that. Um, yeah, if you can- uh, I, I can explain. Yeah, He wanted to move the population from the rural side of the country to the urban area. So in communism, you don't really own your house. Everyone rents it from the government. And Mm -hmm. that means that the government can at any point say, well, we're not going to rent you your house anymore. So they could literally just uproot people from the rural side and move them to urban areas. And he would destroy, you know, everything that that was left in the past in order to create like bigger fields or cropping fields or whatever. So this is why Romania has a, a big feral dog problem right now a federal uh, dog problem? yeah feral feral um, oh, feral, feral. yeah like okay. dogs on the streets there were a couple of cases where dogs even killed people uh, especially Whoa. children and whatnot because all of these farmers that moved out they left their animals behind especially dogs right. which bred yeah they bred uncontrollably then moved over to the cities and now the government can't handle them it's not that mm-hmm. you know the government couldn't have a campaign to just deal with the dogs but there's a lot of animal rights activists that don't want that to happen so you end up like going on the street and you see 10 20 feral dogs just running around in a pack it's it's not uncommon here yeah so like here in america we have a lot of crazy people that adopt dogs so that we (laughs) yeah but like yeah but the difference is like uh, the person who adopts dogs they have responsibility towards the animal they have um to control the animal so they don't bite other people these are just dogs running around yeah yeah, at night they pose a problem yeah and then in i can't pronounce his name but the last communist leader he had um he built like this big old you know empire um he was a weird dude in comparison to all the the other communist leader because every time like he go out in public in parades he will have like these like turkish not turkish but these people on horses or something for some odd reason he had like his limousine and then he had like people on horses i think it was like a a representation of of the romanian empire back then and he had these Uh, you know uh, i'm talking about yeah he went to north korea and he saw how i i think it was king jong-un's either father or grandfather at the time i i don't really recall but but he really loved the whole parades and the whole cult of personality so after he went there he adopted it here which is why if a Romanian looks at a North Korean documentary from today, he's like, holy shit, you know, this looks very similar to what happened in our country back in the 70s. Right. 
Right. And then his the the, the other video that you did really get it was the propaganda of the communists. And, and they're they're pretty good at it, too. And his wife, she only, I believe, she dropped out of school. She wasn't really like educated, but she was the face of Romania, like the science and the education. And uh, that's that's what I, I I respect the communists in that aspect because of their ability to manipulate the the masses. You know what I mean? Like they're the ones who are the good. Yeah, it, it was an open secret. Ceausescu's uh, wife didn't even know the mathematical formula for water. <laughs> but yeah, but but like when, when she traveled in the United Kingdom, for example, the whole idea was a business travel. I think it was to give the UK something regarding airports and airplanes. I, I forgot exactly what, like some Romanian planes or flight, whatever. It doesn't matter. It was to sign a business deal. That, that's what's right. important. And part of the agreement was that a university from the UK would give some sort of prize to Ceausescu's wife. Right. And right. the UK got it done. Like they got mm-hmm. an actual university professor to give some prizes to the wife of Ceausescu for her contributions in science. She didn't really do anything for science. <laughs> no, no. But, but like if you were a person working at a university here, especially in chemistry, and you wanted to publish a PhD or something, you had to say that you studied under her and, and she gave you the wisdom to write that. Right. So pretty much like a permission to to do that. That's... To me, like I said, it's the, of course, you know, like the, the communist under, under Cambodia was interesting because of the fact that Pol Pot and stuff was very educated in comparison to all the communist leader. But in Romania, it was pretty weird too, <clears throat> because in my personal opinion, I think it was like the first one that, that I saw was kind of like a cult-like thing. Uh-huh. And um, he pretty much was very destructive. And I remember when he, there was a a speech that he did. I don't know. I don't remember when, but he was trying to win the hearts of the Romanians and they booed him. And that was the last speech, yeah. Yeah, and then he the face that he made was like, what the hell is going on? And then I believe was he like the last one that got executed or was it Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> in comparison to all the the, the communist leader and and it was I, they don't show the video guys, but I they showed the bodies. No, they showed the video as well. The, the thing is, like Romanians, we executed our fascist leaders, we executed our communist leaders, and we executed uh, the people from the Ottoman Empire that illegally crossed our border. <laughs> like we, we have no tolerance for dictators <laughs> and fascists. And... You guys, you guys are like, I'm not gonna fucking deal with any y'all shit. <laughs> I'm just gonna kill you guys. So you guys live under fascism too. I, um, I didn't read that part in the history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We like, like during World War II, we were allied with Nazi Germany. We we had the, our version of fascist, the Iron Guard. And what's interesting is that once the Iron Guard got in power, they started freeing communists from prison, with the condition that they would go into factories and bring people towards the Iron Guard, because they realized that there's not not much difference in ideology between the communists and the Iron Guard, except for the belief in God. And as long as like you would have a Marxist propagandist that was in prison now, and as long as he would say, look, I'm willing to bring people over to your side, to fascism, mm-hmm. they were allowed to go go free. You know, like they would have like this condition, like this side paper. It's like, all right, you're free to go. Just keep your end mm-hmm. of the deal. And I think it's very interesting. Communists working with fascists is quite frequent throughout history. Like if you look at USSR and Nazi Germany, for example, USSR promised Jewish people, this is before World War II when the relations were still normal, 
they promised Jewish people a sanctuary in the USSR. And they had entire trains of Jews going from Germany all the way to Moscow, where mm-hmm. they were shipped all the way back into Nazi Germany in order to maintain good relationships with the Reich. Hmm, that's pretty interesting. So, so coming from you, um, coming from if I'm not saying that you're the represent representative of Romanian people, but coming from you guys to see the 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 American politics, to see Antifa, to see Black Lives Matter and stuff like that, and and you see kind of like a little bit of both, you know, like the right and the left fighting each other. Of course, in my personal opinion, I think the left is the one that's more psycho, but like <clears throat> coming from you. And seeing them waving the hammer and sickle, wow! Like, what do you, what does it make you like feel? Like, do you think they're stupid? You know what? Do you think the Americans are like uneducated about communism? Is that why? Um, okay, so for an Eastern European, we do not like fascism or communism. Like, we find these ideologies to be absolutely repulsive. And to me, waving a hammer and sickle is no different than waving a swastika. It's really the right. same gut reaction. I personally wouldn't want it banned. Either way, I I think it's a lot better to recognize what people stand for. But I think America would benefit from just 10 years of communism. You know, it's like a vaccine. (laughs) I live here, B. (laughs) It's like a vaccine. You know, more than 10 years would be inhumane. But I guarantee you, if you get 10 years of it, uh, no one is going to advocate for it for the next 50 years. He was like, you know what you guys need? You guys need to fucking starve in America. You guys need to. to- oh, yeah. I, I, don't think, I don't think any American knows about famine. Like, I, I don't think a modern day American understands what it's like to have money, but to go to the grocery store and not find any product there. Yeah. Find the shelves did, did you live like that? Um, you said yeah. you only lived about like four years. So, oh, yeah, that, like, that remained. Yeah. Do I mean, you still remember like, like the, like as a child, when you were little, did you guys like, struggle a little bit do you guys like do you guys have like a welfare system in romania yes and no i mean if you're on welfare i think you get like uh 20 from the state and mm-hmm. it's like well okay so there is welfare but like what are you going to do with 20 dollars? you can't even pay heating wow <laughs> so yeah but it's it's a more impoverished nation though we do pay 40 percent in tax and then you have vat uh, which is like a sales tax and other indirect taxations like pay sugar tax and gas tax and environmental tax. So the reason Romania is a poor country, in my opinion, is because there's it's not it's not that the wages are low, it's just that the taxation is incredibly high. And why is that? Why why you guys are paying like high taxes? I mean you, you did a video, so you guys don't know this. V he had surgery and he uh, did talk about this and I hope you feel better better. That sucks. That, that you have you have like you have like a, a patch on your back right now. Did it heal? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. It's it's good. Yeah, and so he he got you know there was issues, and then so he was talking about in the video about ha- uh, having a private and a public uh, healthcare system in Romania, and of course the uh, private sector is more expensive, obviously. And you said it was like thirty bucks here American American dollars in Romania. <laughs> yeah, but I was to just go see the surgeon. If I were to go with the entire surgery and whatnot, I would have. To pay, I think it was like two thousand or two thousand five hundred dollars in total. It's so if you can like convert that to United States dollar, how much? Would yeah, that's pay? that's in dollars. Uh, Damn, <laughs> Jesus, that's as much as like a a, a cheap car here in the United States America yeah. for your surgery. You 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 say that, but like yeah. take into account that every month you pay around, I think it's like twenty percent for yeah. your healthcare. So 
20% of what you make every month. Uh, now multiply that with 12 to find out how much you pay for a year. And there mm-hmm. are years where you don't need to go to the hospital. So I, I, yeah, it's, it's not like it's free. You know, I saw this Facebook documentary where they would go to an American and they would say, oh, I, I had like uh, a C-sec for my baby for free. Like how much is in America? And they were like $10,000. And we were like, damn. And you're thinking, it's like, well, hold on a little bit. You know, it's not really free. I mean, that person that's a British pays for the NHS taxes every month. And if you haven't used the healthcare system for the last five years, well, you've been paying more than $10,000 for it. You know, you've been paying a lot more. So, so it's not really free. And there is something else that Americans don't ever discuss about it. Mm-hmm. In, in America, it's like, if you're sick, it's your problem, right? Right. I mean, yeah, you, you need to have health insurance. It's your problem if you're sick. In Europe, if you're sick, it's everyone else's problem because you're taking from taxpayer money in order to get healed. So what the yeah. government does is like, okay, well, now we need to have a sugar tax. We need to have alcohol tax. We need to have tobacco tax. We need to, And, and, and they just tax things because the government wants to maintain the population healthy so that the health system doesn't collapse. Right. I mean, a beer, yeah, like take into account that a beer in Sweden is Mm -hmm. around $10 a bottle. Damn. Like, like, imagine if this were to happen in America. Like, how many Americans would still be okay with that? Because, yeah, like, (laughs) because if if you drink, oh, now now you have uh, hepatitis. Oh, now you can get cirrhosis. You need hospital, right? So they're, they're trying to avoid people from having unhealthy habits so that they don't become a burden on the taxpayer. Mhm. Mhm. And I think like uh Sargon, he did talk about the N- NHS about being getting put on the system like the so here in California, so I live in California and I think V said California nay nay nay, right? California nay nay. And so in California everything is expensive. Everything. Uh-huh. <clears throat> we, we get paid for we, we pay taxes on gas. We pay taxes on food. We even pay taxes on our Amazon purchases. We pay everything. And so with we have a public and a private, but for some odd reason, when Obamacare passed, and, and you guys can fact check me on this, I, I, I felt like the everything just became more expensive. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And so with us and the, and the, the public, because I had both, I have experience with both, I had better care under the private in comparison to the public and for our in, like in california in the united states of america we, we're we're a republic so we it's on state basis so not every state is the same but even illegal immigrants can get you know medical and stuff uh-huh. like that so it put pressure on the system and so just like you know v said the the socialists i guess that's what you call them they never really talk about that you know what i mean they well, they Go ahead. Uh, yeah, in America, I don't think you like, like, especially in California. I wouldn't say it's capitalist, but it's not socialist either. It's like if you're a part of the one percent, if you make profits, you get to keep your profit. But if you go bankrupt, then the state bails you out. It, right. It's like the best of both worlds. So if you're, you know, part of the multinational corporations in California, you know, like the uh, elites then yeah. you benefit from the system. Like you get bailed out from your taxpayer money, you get, uh, you know, help by the government and you get to keep the profits. Right, right. Basically like every fucking socialist, <laughs> you, know, you know, rank uh, regime, because think about it. I mean, 
all the socialists and stuff when they when they came into power. So I'm talking about communism now. The communist leaders, they had good health care. I'm not saying North Korea though, you know, because that's a little bit different. But they all had you know best health care, best food. You know, I mean, and these are the people that talks about fighting for the proletariat, you know, for the working class. But they use us as a wave, you know, to, as a stepping stool for us to be to be on top. And that's how I feel like in American politics. And it's just that they don't seem to understand it. So, V, what do you think about people who are they, they claim to be like socialists and stuff like that, Marxists, and they feel like they're better than everybody else? Is that like a common thing among them? I mean, okay, so so from one point of view, I would say that there are systems of socialism in the world that I would rather live under than in California, right. based on what I'm hearing. Like, it, it is, uh, th this is what I was going with it. Like, you're having it worse in California right now than in some socialist <laughs> countries. I mean, you, you do have the freedom to leave, which is what's yeah. happening right now. Like, the middle class, I think, is being destroyed in California. Right. Uh, and you don't have like secret police and state repression, but like the homeless population is a lot worse than in socialist Romania. Uh, the yeah. you know the the cost of living is quite nasty. So like that that's what I wanted to say. You know, I I think that our socialist system, like actual communist systems, that were better than what is in in California right now. Right. Um, <laughs> but you know, th this is like if what I'm hearing is true because I was speaking with um. Republican representative in California. I'm like he, he was the the head of some Republican party, which you know, speaking that it's California, it's quite small and obviously <laughs> important. If you're a Republican, you keep it to yourself. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's like, but go ahead. Yeah. But but what I wanted to say, like, uh, if you look at healthcare, I don't think there's a solution. There's just trade-offs. the The idea that countries have better healthcare than America, I, I strongly doubt. I mean, take into account this, right? If I want to go to a doctor and I don't want to go to a private hospital, well, what I need to do is like a schedule with my family doctor. That's two weeks. And after I finally get to see my family doctor, he's going to do a checkup on me and send me to do some investigations, maybe imagery or whatever, another two weeks. And then he's going to send me to a specialist another two weeks. So like six weeks until you get to see to actually see a doctor. And by that time, like a lot of chronic illnesses are going to get worse. If you have an acute problem, it's probably going to go away by six weeks. If you have cancer, it will probably go from one stage to another in six weeks. Damn. Um, yeah, that, I mean, that, that's what I'm saying. You know, like, I don't know. Like, I don't think there is a good system. I think it's just trade-offs. It's like, what would you rather have? You're going to give something away and get something else in return. I, I don't think like you can look and say, yeah, this is the perfect system. Yeah. So I think when so last year, so it's almost I think it's the October Revolution. I think it's coming up or did it pass already? So the October Revolution is pretty much when the Bolshevik took over Russia. Uh -huh. So when I when I set the communist flag on fire, that got me banned, shadow banned on Facebook. Yeah, I, did you? Didn't you, you? So I set the communist flag on on fire, and if I can burn that shit, and so I pissed off a lot of you know a lot of communists, all right, mm -hmm. from all over the country, even a Hungarian communist. I guess that's what he calls himself. I think in Hungary, I think it's banned. I think I I don't I'm not really sure. In Poland, um, it's banned. I don't know if it's banned in Hungary, but there's a lot of other countries in Eastern Europe that banned the communist and the swastika. Yeah, so he got really mad at me. He was like, you know, I'm a communist in Hungary, blah, blah, blah. And he was a young kid. You know, that's, I, I, I think that's pretty common. 
uh, for people to be communists at a young age. I, I see that a lot. But um, he said to me, he's like, you know, why do you disagree with communism? And of course, and I, I feel like I have to explain myself every single time. The, 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 the Nazis were not the one that killed my family. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. why is it that every time like I protest communism or, or I burn the, the hammer sickle, for example, which got like, I think like 75,000 views now, I believe on Facebook, but it got shadow banned. Mm -hmm. Why is it that when I protest, you know, the hammer sickle, it's bad. But when I pro when, but, but the hammer, the, the, the swastika, you know, for sure. You know what I mean? I feel like the whole entire thing with, with communism is I, I feel like, they don't really understand what's going on. I think it's because they're very un uneducated about it. And at the fact that when I was going to school, uh, we were taught about Nazism then in comparison to communism. And I I'm not agreeing with Hitler or anything like that, but Hitler pretty much brought Germany into, you know, he did good things for Germany, just like every, you know, even Stalin, I guess. <laughs> But it's like there's good things and bad things. But like, but but like I said, every time like I protest, you know, communism, and even then they they said to me, this is the argument that they always make: is it you hate communism, so you hate healthcare? That's what they're mm. they're, they're saying. You know what I mean? I, I Did, would say it's it's incompatible with freedom and human rights. Yes, and I I don't know. It's just like. It makes me sad to see what's going on in, in this country, and I'm pretty sure it makes you sad seeing you know the the seeing the freedom lovers you know. Well, um, I, I've never heard of an American saying I need to go to China for a surgery or I need to go to North <laughs> Korea for an appointment. Uh, I mean, if if their hospitals would be so good, I, I'm pretty sure like if you paid for it, they would allow you to go there. Uh, but I did hear a lot of people from Europe saying, "Oh, I need surgery. I need to go to the United States." I think there was a case four years ago with, I think it was some form of weird cancer that a baby had and oh, their wow. parents wanted to, to send them to the U.S. to get treatment and Trump allowed it, but the, the U.K. government went against it. So, so like, right. yeah, yeah, like you, you, you have all these cases and I know people that are like, oh, well, I, I have this rare condition. I need to go to the U.S. And mm -hmm. they're gathering money on Facebook. They're like, oh, look, my child, my daughter, you know, they got like this weird condition and we're gathering money for a surgery in the United States. Um, why are these people, you know, like sending them to France or Italy or Spain or, you know, or, mm -hmm. or maybe a, a socialist nation like uh, Venezuela or North Korea or China? Mm -hmm. why, why do they keep going to the United States if, if uh, healthcare under socialism is so great? Right. Right. And it's like, I think in North Korea, they don't use, they don't even use like pain medication. They just go straight to surgery, like raw. You know what I mean? I'm like, is that what you guys want? And so these people, they don't think, the thing that really confused me is if, if communism is so great, if, you know, and I'm using the word simultaneously, and I'm going to tell, I'm going to ask you to pretty much define you guys communism, socialism, uh -huh. but it's, if it's so great, why do you guys want to bring it into the United States of America? Why won't you guys flee to Venezuela? Why won't you guys flee to Cuba? Or oh, I can answer Cuba? that. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. They don't consider these... It's kind of weird in a way. Like, they consider them to be Schrodinger's communism. But like, that? yeah, when they talk about healthcare, they will give Cuba as an example. But if you say Cuba is a communist nation, they'll say it's not really communism. And, and in a way, they're right. Because yeah. if you, uh, th this is what Marxists did. They, uh, in the beginning, there wasn't a distinction between socialism and communism. 
uh, intellectually. But I think after Lenin, they created this distinction. And the idea is that socialism is seizing the means of production and you're creating this authoritarian government, which in time is going to erode the idea of classes and inequality. And then you're going to have communism. So communism is the utopia, basically. And no nation has managed to reach that point. So what they're saying is that if communism would come to America, it would be better than Cuba. It would be better than Venezuela because they will do it properly. Uh, they're not going to make the same mistakes that have been done in the Soviet Union or in Venezuela or in Cuba. Right. So pretty much the same argument that you hear all the time. It's, it's communism. Has it ever been tried? Yeah, That's it's like, yeah, it's either. pretty much like looking at human sacrifices and saying, well, the gods didn't really intervene, so they didn't sacrifice <laughs> people properly. Um, it's an Aztec, you're just like stabbing yeah, people. It's yeah, like, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, you know, the, the, the human sacrifice is like, the, the concept is plausible. Like if you, if you worship the gods properly, they will bring rain, but uh, <laughs> those people didn't do it properly. Uh, it's just, yes. if we get in power, we are going to sacrifice people properly and then we're going to have a bounty of plenty. Yeah, it's just like, uh, I think with... So the thing is, is I'm Cambodian. And so you hear a lot of the left crowd that said that Pol Pot was not really a Marxist. That's what I hear a lot. Uh-huh. And I'm like, wait a minute. He had, the, their name is literally, it means red Khmers. Okay. I was like, they're, they're communists. Right. And they're like, no, that's, I, I think it was like Noam Chomsky. I, I, I don't remember what, but he was making the argument that the, the 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 orthodox marxism was talking about the the peasant i guess people who own farms were the boraji right uh-huh. and so noam chomsky was saying that that's not real marxism you know what i mean that's not real marxism because the fact that pol pot used farmers as you know their 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 warriors and stuff and their soldiers they recruit farmers and poor peasants so that's not real Marxism. Real Marxism is they the 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 peasant class, the farmers were the rich people. Whereas in Cambodia, that was not the case. It was pretty much the poor peasants and stuff were farmers. They had to be farmers because this is during the sixties when they had like you know the Cambodia was starting to like catch up, you know, with the the, rev, the industrial revolution and stuff like that. So Cambodia was very prominent and, and very beautiful until the communists came over and pretty much fucked everything up. So that's what they were saying because Pol Pot wanted like a Marxist Hungarian utopia. You know what I mean? He wanted to, and it was a little bit kind of racist too. And so he was trying like trying to breed out our, the Vietnamese blood, the Chinese blood and the Laos and Thais from our bloodline and make us pure Khmer's. Just a little bit like Hitler kind of. I mean, the communism in Romania by today's standard would be considered far right. They were against abortions. They were against LGBT. They were anti-Semitic because they believed Jewish people bring capitalism. Let me think. They they were also, I, I guess, Romania's first type of patriotic attitude. That They were saying, well, Romania never attacked anyone. We always just defended ourselves from other empires and blah, 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 blah. And compared mm-hmm. to other races, Romania is more pure. So, yeah, I mean... If if you even look at Karl Marx's, um, like Google Karl Marx, the Jewish question, and you'll see his interpretation of the Jewish people, and he sounds literally like Hitler. Like, you, you can't make a distinction. But, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, no, like, the, the thing is, like, communists, um, they never bring this up. Like, they, they do not want to address these things. They, they will tear down a Winston Churchill statue and say that it's racist. 
but right. they will never, you know, like denigrate Karl Marx's statue. Right. And like in Seattle right now, Washington, they have Lenin, a uh, Lenin statue and it was not destroyed. They would not let it get destroyed whatsoever. They would yeah, destroy yeah. everything else. Yeah, but not Lenin. Yeah, statue. because it's not it's not about fighting racism or whatever they claim. It's it's really about pushing an ideology. It's uh, what they did, I think, in China with the revolution. They they also started destroying statue before they started shooting people. Yeah, I think it was like uh, the Cultural Revolution. It was they destroyed. I I believe the the Red Guards. They went to like a old gravesite and they took out a like a dynasty, like a king and queen, like back in the day, and just like set set it on fire. Uh-huh. It's like. <laughs> Like what the fuck does that have to do with anything? And you start to see that a little bit. And I called I called the the in America I called them the American Red Guards. So they, they the Bolsheviks, the Boraji Bolsheviks are like they're destroying everything. I think in Portland, Oregon, they destroyed a fucking elk statue that has nothing to do with fascism. I don't even know. Oh what yeah, I, I mean you you have to understand the mob is not cerebral. I, I'm pretty sure That's like true. the the intellectual leaders and the the people on the ground that are trying to get things moving, they they probably understand that what they're doing, but. Uh, for most people that go out, they they just want to have fun and burn some shit, you know. Like they're not, they're not very cerebral and and calculated. And it's like no, it's like okay, there's a statue, let's tear it down. And then the press tries to justify it and say, oh, the reason they burned it down is because such and such. Until you get an elf statue, and then you have absolutely no reason to. <laughs> right. And they just completely destroyed it. They just pulled the little the poor elk and just <laughs> destroyed it. And I really don't. That's where. I don't know why my I, like okay so were, did you ever consider yourself a leftist when you were with your politics? Did I mean, I ever... still think I'm a leftist. You know, if I were ten years ago, and I would say, yeah, I'm I'm fine with gay marriage. I'm perfectly fine with welfare. I don't mind public health care and blah blah blah. Uh, most people would say, well, okay, you know, he's an atheist as well. Like he's an a- he, he's a leftist. You know, I would have been branded during the Bush era probably a communist. Now, if I I start talking a little bit about my beliefs and it's like, well, I think J.K. Rowling did nothing wrong and blah, 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 then (laughs) holy shit, he's a freaking Nazi. I mean, look at J.K. Rowling. She's the perfect example. You know, she's for open borders. She's on board with literally everything that labor has in the United Kingdom. But because I think she said men can't have uteruses, uh, she's a Nazi and she needs to be canceled. It's insane. I mean, it, it just one step outside of the approved orthodoxy, and they're going to come for you. Right. Is Romania the same way? Are you guys no. the same? No. no, not at all? No, no. I think all of this nonsense, like socialism, at least in America, is controlled opposition for corporations, which is why every single corporation supports it. And Romania doesn't have that much corporations to have this ideology go through it. You right. need corporatism in order to have this this level of because it's not it's not socialism in the economic sense anymore. Instead of the bourgeoisie and the uh, proletariat, it's now you know the the whites and the minorities, the cis straight heterosexual patriarchal cisgender men versus everyone else. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So so it's it, it's it's a new ideology which omits to talk about class. Because if you start talking about class, then people start looking at the corporations. You know, it, it promotes ideologies like the, the, the perfect corporate drone is a person that's not married but has children. So they have to pay uh, for child support that they have to, to earn a lot. Uh, but they don't have a nagging wife when they go home to ask, like, why did yeah. you spend 11 or 12 hour crunching? 
And, you know, like uh, when they get home, they're, they're still part of the corporation because they don't have free time now. They have to check emails and talk to uh, clients. And, you know, still everything they say on social media reflects on the corporation. So, so it's no more privacy, no more free time. You get corporate indoctrination. And this idea that, oh, look, your coworker, he's got a different skin than you. And therefore, you know, like everything bad that happened in your life is because of what, that white guy or you as a white person, you need to pass promotion because uh, someone with the, another skin color is to get it. It makes sure that people don't unionize and it makes sure that people don't trust each other. Like that is, I think, the yeah. ultimate purpose of this ideology is not to bring people together, is to create factions and pit people against each other. Right. And 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 coming from per, a person who is, I guess, people call me like a person of color. I, right. That's pretty much what they, they call me. Fuck. It's like, <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you put me and V together, most likely, if it was here in the United States of America, most likely they would choose me over V because of the fact that it's my skin color. Oh, no, I would be gay and Muslim if I was in America. Like, immediately, just like that. Snap, snap. He goes, snap. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm a homosexual, inshallah. Oh, I, I would probably be even transgender. Like, I, I would go to the interview wearing a pretty dress. You know, like, I, I would play the game. I don't give a shit. Like, tell me what the rules are, and I will accommodate. He's like, fuck it. I'm, I'm, I'm a fucking woman now. I'm a woman of color. You guys have to. You guys oh, have absolutely. To like- absolutely. And then if I, if I get rejected at the interview, I would even write a very negative uh, review on Yelp. And I would say, yeah, I, I went there and they looked very weird at me at the interview. They didn't like the fact that I was wearing a dress. You know, I, I felt, I never <laughs> I felt so uncomfortable. Color. Yeah. I never felt so uncomfortable in my life. Blah, blah, blah. Like, it's crazy v it's fucking crazy i don't even know what's going on anymore and it's just like i just give up and like i said i want to move out the country i just want to get out of the country and just oh I, I would i would probably have roma ethnicity as well like how the fuck are they going to check that you know like are they going to 23 and meet me that the, the interview it's like no my parents uh, are from roma and you know probably a little bit of cherokee blood or no i think they can t- test that i think they can check with you <laughs> Yeah, but, but like I, I would, I would just bullshit my way. Like, there's no tomorrow if it's so important. You know, like what what your identities are and things that you have no control over. I mean, the idea of lying in an interview isn't something that I invented. I, I would just lie according to the times we live in, and I encourage people to do the same thing. It's like know your your interest. You want the job, then tell them what they want to hear. Yeah, it's like this whole diversity that's going on, but they, they're basing it on your skin color. And what you have between your fucking legs. And like that that's pretty much what it is nowadays. I mean, it's it's never it's not even your 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 personality or anything like that. It's pretty much your your connections as well and then identity politics. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. It's like the- I, I I'm gender fluid. I like taking it up the ass. I uh, <laughs> believe in in Allah, you know. I'm- your your fiance is gonna be like, What do you say? <laughs> Oh, I'll tell my fiance, look, you need to start identifying as a man, baby, so I can be a homosexual now. He's like, I can have babies. I can have babies now, babe. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, she's not going to complain when you're hired and you're bringing in the big bucks. That's true. So in like, when you were going to university, was it like, um, in Romania, is that, is, is it free education? No, not free. Of course, you pay taxes, but yeah. like... Um, how the universities there is it like crazy like ours where you have to like no. be a leftist and a Maoist? <laughs> no, here's something very interesting. Like there was this teacher, this university professor in Britain, and he wanted to present the case for Brexit, which is the popular, you know, the, the sorry, the most popular vote 
which took place in the United Kingdom in recent history, like based on the attendance and the fact that uh, many people voted for Brexit. And he wasn't allowed. They they gave him a bullshit reason. It's like, oh, well, we're not interested in this topic because we, we discussed it so much, blah, blah, blah. You can talk about anything besides Brexit. So right. when he comes to Romania, the same guy, he goes to the university in Bucharest. And Romania is a very pro-EU country. I think it's one of the biggest supporters of the EU, at least top five. Yeah. And... At the Romanian university, it's like, well, you know, what do you want to talk about? And, and he just throws the idea out there. It's like, can I talk about arguments against the European Union? And he's like, oh, we're well, so glad you asked because we got this other German, which is going to have a pro-EU speech and you're going to be after him. And then you, you can share the same stage and the students can ask questions. And all of the students, they, they asked pertinent questions. They, they were legitimately interested in finding one opinion or another. I can give you the article if you want. It's very interesting, but it, it shows how academic debate should actually happen. You know, you had two people, both they presented their side of the story. They both presented their arguments and the students were allowed to make up their own mind based on what they heard. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much what it needs to happen nowadays. Nowadays, you can't even hold a debate. Whereas you would be called like a Nazi. Didn't you didn't you hold like a discussion with Richard Spencer? Uh, yeah, I debated against I Richard Spencer and other white nationalists. Like I like going and debate against them because I I oppose white nationalism as well. You know, like any any type of ideology that removes human rights or freedoms is something that I find abhorrent. And I don't want these, like, I don't agree with the fact that, oh, well, if you don't platform them, uh, you somehow have the moral high ground. It's like, no, you need to know the intellectual arguments to use against these people. Yeah, I, I, I yeah. <laughs> Amen. That, that's, that's pretty much what it needs to happen. And, and Richard Spencer, now, I don't even know what he is anymore, to be honest with you. I know he backed the Democratic Party with mm-hmm. Joe Biden. I, I understand that. But to me, I, I don't know if you agree with me, but he's like a grifter in a way. Don't you? It's like, like he, he's using that, uh, that platform. I don't even know what he is. Like, okay. So Richard Spencer is a very bizarre individual because despite being a white nationalist, like what, he's a CNN analyst. Like they actually invited him on CNN. <laughs> yeah. There's a documentary about his ideology and whatnot. And I'm thinking it's like, that's weird. You know, like every single other out there far-right person doesn't get the same media attention and media spotlight like he does. So to me, that's that's very bizarre. Richard Spencer is also for the European Union. Like He had this thing where he said, the good thing about the European Union is that it's not democratic. So he was like Gollum trying to get the ring of power. You know, yeah. if only we can subvert the European Union and then it's ours. And it's like, oh, this pan-national European shit. It's like, no, I... I I find it very weird. Yeah, he he is a very bizarre individual when it comes to to these things. Because again, any other person that... I mean, even liberals, you know, even centrists, they do not get media attention. And their ideology doesn't get presented into documentaries. But for some reason, Richard Spencer goes on CNN. It's like, what? (laughs) Give give me a list of other far-right personalities that went on CNN. I'm waiting for it. (laughs) Right. It's just like, he has... Like I said, a lot of people mistaken him. They call him like a white supremacist. They call him a white nationalist. They call him a Klan member. They I don't even know what the fuck he is anymore. They call him a Nazi. So they they're grouping all of it all together. Of course, they have similarities. But at yeah, the same time- I mean, I, I I suppose it's it's like when you go to a leftist who's a tanky and you say, well, you're you're a communist. Like, oh no, I'm a 
social, anarcho, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, for them, the ideology is very different, I'm pretty sure. But in my eyes, they're all leftist filth. Right, I guess. You know, like... What if, is a tanky, B? What's sorry? a tanky? What's a tanky? A tanky is a, a person that supports USSR style of communism. You oh, know, okay. bringing tanks and, and have, you know, communism by force. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, to me, in order for someone to be like far right or white supremacist or whatnot, requires to have a collectivist ideology. So he spreads the world on factions based on race, you know, to, to be anti-Semitic and at the same time to, to want an ethno state. Like if, if it's all those three things, then in my eyes, it's a far right person, you uh, know, a, a far right authoritarian, basically. Can like okay, so like during the war, when World War Two, this is what a lot of people don't really understand. Like even the Japanese were were fascists too, mm-hmm. and so you can be Asian and believe in Asian superiority as well, like Jap- Japanese feeling you know, superiority. This is where a lot of people get mistaken here in the United States of America, is that even <clears throat> even Asian people can be racist, even they believe in a higher you know, race, their race oh, yeah. is higher. Absolutely. Like some, some of the worst cruelties done in World War II were done by the Japanese. There is this, that, I forgot the medical team. I, I think it was called Division and there's a number, but they would do autopsy on living prisoners of war. They would infect prisoners of war with random diseases to see how they work on the human body. They would leave prisoners of war in the coal to the elements. They would take a guy's hand and put it into ice cold water and then putting it into boiling water i mean some of the horrors that were done you know entire villages buried all the way up to the neck and then left there for the elements to take care of them yeah i mean they they did some really nasty cruelty especially in china which is why there is still animosity between the nations right now but people in the west probably don't know or talk about it Uh, another fun fact is like when you say fascism it's for for the left, it's this vague term. I mean, there's a big difference right. between Germany and Italy. I were to argue that, and by the way, I still disagree with fascism because it's incompatible with human rights, but I were to say that Benito Mussolini was less racist than leftists today because here's a right. quote by him. Uh, race, it is a feeling, not a reality. 95% at least, nothing will ever make me believe that biologically pure races can be shown to exist today. National pride has no need for the delirium of race. And this is Benito Mussolini. He's less racist than someone like, what's her name? Rave D'Angelo, which in her book, she states she's a racist. Like she openly states so. Like Benito Mussolini is less racist than this woman by this. And it's, uh, you know, very fascinating to see that, yes, the, the anti-racists have, have managed to find some way. I don't know how they did it, but they managed to, to find a way to be more racist than Benito Mussolini. <laughs> they, they they really don't understand this. This is what this is what I'm talking about, guys. They 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 don't see their racism, and then every time you call them racist, like like V, he doesn't really have a play because he's Romanian. He you know it's like he has no 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 you know no game in this. But but here in in the United States of America, especially someone like me, every time I say, well, I'm not oppressed. Oh well, you are. They call me. Like they call me like a white nationalist agent. They call me like a not undercover Nazi. You know, it doesn't really fucking make any sense because, you know, it's like I I I don't know anymore. Like you can't win with these people. Oh no! Like the, the, the entire ideology is designed to squash dissent. Like the the thing that they're doing is that they're spreading the world based on factions. They they do not view the world as 
individual members with agency of their own. They view the world through factions and they separate the factions based on how you are born, arbitrary characteristics that people can't change. And then when they look at a person from a faction, they attribute the characteristics from the overwhelming faction to the individual. So, for example, they will say, well, racism is prejudice plus power, right? So Mm -hmm. they will come to the conclusion that, okay, white people have power and therefore. But it's like, okay, I'm white, but I'm from Romania. You know, I'm poorer than most Americans. I I do not have the power to vote in the U.S. elections and influence world events. Uh, but if if they were to see me, they'll go like, ah, you're white, you have power, therefore. Uh, and here's another interesting fact. I don't understand how they drive the conclusion that white people have power to begin with. Like, to me, I look at all of the institutions from Hollywood to the mainstream media, to the banks, to, to, to everything, you know, to the government, well, half of it, they're run by left-leaning people. Academia as well, all of them are run by progressive people, very, you know, openly left-leading people. So is it white people that have power or is it leftists that have power? I mean, right. you know, so so they wouldn't go, but by this definition, only a leftist can be racist. <laughs> and and, and is correct. All the academics, like all, not all of them, there, there are, you know, right-leaning, you know, university, but that's really where, but pretty much they took, they take over, like, like you see majority of the Marxists and stuff in universities. You see like, like Jeff Bezos, for example, he owns the Washington Post, but at the same time, he's, he's a billionaire that the people hate, like Bernie mm-hmm. Sanders hate. Yeah, it's no, so it's really 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 sense. yeah. Right. Well, like, like, let's play a game, you know, you name me a right-wing uh, a- a- academic and I name you a left-leaning academic and see who runs out of names. Naming a single, a single actor in Hollywood, a single actor in Hollywood that supports Donald Trump, and I will name you 10 actors that are progressives. And let's see who runs out of names. Uh, look at late-night comedians. Tell me how many late-night comedians support Donald Trump. Uh, and we can just go on and on and look at all of the institutions, all of the major corporations, all of the banks, and look at you know their, their political statements and, and how do their leaders support in politics, where do the donations go, where does the money go. All of them are Democrats. So, okay, well, if you want to play that game, then then only Democrats get to be racist because right-wingers, they do not have the power. Exactly. I mean, yeah, the, the right-wingers, they, they have, okay, they have the presidency, fine, mm-hmm. you know, and they have half of the people in government, but everything else from entertainment, comic books, you know, every fabric of the systems of the systemic society of racismus, all of them, almost exclusively, are, are filled by left-leaning people with left-leaning talking points and left-leaning ideology. Right. And, you know, every time, like, they, they make the argument that university is expensive. I'm like, motherfucker, you guys are the one who is in power. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like, let's, let's talk about university. Do you know a diversity officer at the university can make up to $300,000 per year? What? Yes. That a diversity officer? Yeah, like, Google it if you don't believe it. Let me see. That yeah, diversity so- officer annual income. Just just Google it. Like you're going to see it's up to three hundred thousand. So you're saying it's like, oh, it, the university is expensive, but look how you're wasting the money. I mean, I understand, <laughs> you know, lecturing people at a leftist academic place or not being racist is very important. Like I, I fully understand it. But can we not do it for less? Like maybe, I don't know, a hundred thousand a year? Like can we can we not lower the costs a little bit? Just- <laughs> 
It's like everything is so expensive. So what V is talking about too, here in the United States, the average, um, we're, we're talking about the average, some get paid about 300000 The average makes about at least $100,000 a year. Mm-hmm. And um, the diversity or a chief diversity, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. is your role is to work across the organization to optimize organizational culture to align the organization's diversity and inclusion goals with business outcomes. Yeah, the commissar. Yeah, the corporate commissar. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it just like it, it really blows my fucking mind because look, you guys are are, are wanting like fifteen dollars an hour, and then you guys are like, you know, here in people in the universities, we're not making enough money, so you guys are raising the, the the costs, and at the same time, when you guys raise costs, you guys raise educational costs. So it makes it very complicated, and people don't they don't think about. This is what I think. Well, there, my- there's, there's, there's a big difference, okay? Because people compare yeah. with European universities, right? But Americans yeah. want the campus experience uh, where, where you have like all these campus activities and all of these sororities and fraternities. We don't get that shit in Europe, okay? We have a dorm. And that's it? And, and that's it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. You go to university, you go to classes, you go to the dorm, that's it. And, and yeah, obviously it's going to be cheaper. We don't have diversity officers. We don't have extra useless staff. We don't have tenure. We don't have like all of this bullshit that you have in America. So yeah, and and not to mention like universities are run by the state. So when the state actually runs the university, they can set whatever price they want. If you, you know, like if you have a medical university where you need hospitals and other facilities in order to teach students about uh, how to do medicine, then yeah, the costs are going to be higher. But if you have like a law school, where all you need is a whiteboard and a projector and a teacher, then the costs are going to be lower because you can't justify extra costs. Right. And it's not whiteboard anymore, guys, because it's racist. It's a beige board. (laughs) Oh, it used to be a blackboard. Like, I don't know what... uh... <laughs> so we, we had to like we had to upgrade our equipment through the times okay that's pretty much a diversity officers we have to you know it's blackish racist and you're putting writing oh, yeah like, that, well but here's the thing right like when you're getting paid three hundred thousand dollars a year you need to constantly justify your existence like you you need to say that's true. I, I mean you know it's one thing when you're paid to do a job and it's a normal wage but when you're paid $300,000, motherfucker, you're going to have life a lifestyle that's going to need $300,000 to keep pouring in. So, so you constantly right. need to, to justify and, and say, oh, no, this place is even more racismus than it was before. But here's the thing. None of these diversity officers get to have their work quantified in a way. Like, say, okay, well, this university used to be 75% racist, but after we hired Joe, the diversity officer is now only 45% racist. <laughs> you know, like... But, but that's the thing, you know, like if you hire a doctor to, uh, let's say you, you have a lot of taxpayer going into healthcare and you can say, well, this group of people, you know, they, the obesity rate used to be this much, the diabetes used to be this much. And after we did this government program, it, it, it lowered by this amount, you know, like th- this is normal. It, it's how we quantify how we spend the money and, and to, to make good decisions. Like you wouldn't want to spend money to something that doesn't do anything. Right. And this is where you see, like, I, I think with the, I don't remember, remember, uh, what are they called? The Peter Bogosian, James Lindsay, and Henley, Henlon Pluck Rose, where they, they, they wrote to the universities and they bullshit their way. Mm-hmm. You know, what mm-hmm. is it called? I think it was like the, the hoax papers. Uh, yeah. They, they, so it was like three professors which pushed some bullshit papers to university just to see if they get approved. 
And they took Mein Kampf. They, uh, instead of Jews, they wrote uh, men. And instead of the Nazis or the German folk, they, they wrote women. And the papers got approved. Like they took some of the worst chapters from Mein Kampf. And, you know, they, they also wrote some studies based on, uh, it, it, like, gay people are more likely to allow their dogs to have sex with other male dogs and shit like that. Uh, <laughs> like, you know... And yeah. again, like all of this costs money. Like there are actual students that go into these universities and then they end up with student debt. And they don't they don't include this as a part of the conversation. Right. And and just like you were talking about the diversity officers, they have to prove their worth, if that makes sense. And and, and the hoax paper proves that. Oh, there's I mean, actually a Catholic university, and this this is a really nice example of right-wing subversion. The Catholic University decided to hire a diversity officers, you know, in order to get like more people of color or whatnot. Yeah. So some professors started a study and they found that a chief diversity officer doesn't actually include, doesn't actually raise the diversity at the university at all. <laughs> Which Wait. makes sense because like, it's not their job. Like, look, if you were to actually do it, if you were to actually fix the problem, then why would you need to pay the guy $300,000 a year? Yeah. <laughs> It doesn't make any sense. And, you know, it's like, if it was really for diversity, then why don't you guys have Christians on the campus? Why don't you guys have Catholics on the campus? Muslims, for sure. You guys get a pass on that one, for sure. You know, it, it just it doesn't make any sense. And I feel like, you know, just like the the, the Romanian, the, com- the communist Romanian, they were very, they're atheists, too. Mm-hmm. They wanted to like get rid of of all anything that's religious. Did did he did I can't pronounce his name, but did, did he destroy churches and stuff, or did yes, he ban yes. it altogether? Um, and well, yes and no. I mean, compared to other communist states, it wasn't that bad. Uh, a lot of churches were allowed to exist, and they used the priest as informants. So you would go there in order to have a confession, and then the priest would inform the the inner party of what you confessed. Oh, what um, the fuck? Yeah. Um, like, wow. But but like. Yeah, religion was mostly for the masses, like the, you know, the, the, the lower class and some of the middle class. But if you wanted to get a promotion or you wanted to get into a position of power, uh, you weren't allowed to be religious. Like they would say, well, why do you still believe in the superstitious nonsense, comrade? Like we're, we're trying to fight against mysticism and we're leading the fight against superstitious nonsense and you're feeding into it. Right. So, yeah, they, they would need to make sure that you aren't a Christian if you wanted to become uh, a Marxist. So everything has to be for the Marxists. Like they had to be, like uh, it was. Um, it was different standards, basically. Like if if you were uh, a lower member of society, you were allowed to to do more things than if you were higher. Like it, it, there were more expectations of you if you were like a lawyer or a prosecutor or a doctor. Mm-hmm. And in the universities, it's like that too, where you have to be. I feel like the, the the universities is like their own little communist little nation because you have to have their ideas. I mean, mm-hmm. if you even mentioning that, you remember Michael Moreno when he was the 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 where he the uh, the professor was like, you know, white people send him out to space and you know kill him. You know what I mean? And Michael Moreno was like, you know, that's going to lead to a genocide. And so he got in trouble for that as well. So he's going to be on my podcast to be talking about that. But like, it's the same thing. Like he didn't agree with the professors or anything like that. And then he got shit for it. And I feel like it, they're, they're going to do their own little struggle session. And after the, the 2020 election, that's for sure. You know what I mean? It's like, it's it, it just really, the United no, I States. Mean- 
I, I noticed Trump is starting to ask fuck the universities quite hard. Uh, there was a university that admitted it's racist. So because of that, it got into trouble with the department of, uh, I don't know, the, the one that works with education. The Department yeah. of Education. Jesus, I'm stupid now. Um, but yeah, they got in trouble with it yeah. because they say, oh, well, how come you're a racist university? Because if that's the case, you're violating the law. Like there is the, the what, what do they call it? The Equality Act. And they were violating it. Like you, you have the, the, the president of the university saying that his university has been racist for decades and he was in power for decades. And it's like, okay, well, then step down. You know, right. out if that's okay. But but they love doing this. You know, they love doing this. They they say, oh well, this place was always racist, but uh, you need to trust us who are in power to fix it. And it's like, motherfucker, right. you made it the way it is. And this is like during during when you know, like the sixties and the seventies. It's the same fucking bullshit. Because when I feel like, and maybe V, you can interject and try to like try to understand like what i'm trying to say is like i feel like with the universities they don't like okay so right-wing militias well they they try to kidnap the governor or whatever mm -hmm. well that's what they claim they, they yeah. were yeah right? they claim trump is uh is a nazi they, they did that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> how yeah. did they how did they said it he's an authoritarian pig or some shit like that <laughs> they were so when it's right-wing they they hold the right-wingers accountable Right. Mm -hmm. and, and and they were like, you know, when when the shooting happened, I believe in New Zealand, I think it was like a a, a, a moss or something that they shot. Yeah, at. Yeah. Everybody, everybody, the right wing people, Ben Shapiro, Stephen Crowder and stuff yeah. like that were like condemning it. But like left wing people, for example. So when when it turned out that Pol Pot committed a genocide, what did the the, the university professors do? They, oh, they, said, cover, no. they don't talk about it. Yeah. No, you're absolutely yeah. right. Like it's different standards. So there was this conflict between Greece and uh, Turkey, where mm -hmm. uh, you, you saw on internet, like people who claim to have been in a Turkish prison then released and just sent towards the Greek border. Uh, right. And Turkey was saying, oh, these are just immigrants that just happened to teleport at the Turkish border. So what, what they did is like they would push immigrants past the Turkish border and shut the doors behind them. So the only mm -hmm. place they had to go was to Greece, you know? And right. the Greeks decided to defend their borders and not allow people to go in. And I was saying, look, if a single person gets injured or shot, heaven forbid, there's going to be a mass hysteria in the media and they're going to blame the right-wing Greek politicians and they're going to say it's because of rhetoric, of hateful rhetoric from Donald Trump and from all the right-wing <laughs> talking heads and yeah. they're all responsible for this, right? Right. But recently in the United States, where, where you had the civil unrest and several people died, and especially in um, w w the the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, right. where, Chaz. yeah, Chaz, where, where you had this car driven by black folk, which I think like the, the armed militias from that place mistook for another car and opened fire on it. And then right. went up to, to the driver, which was an underage kid, and they executed him in cold blood. No one is going to blame the, the politicians for, for even allowing that zone to exist. Like that, that is the mayor directly to blame for, for right. the existence of that zone. And do you notice the moment they, they start protesting in the mayor's neighborhood, the zone disappears the next day? <laughs> I, I mean, like, come the fuck on. It's like, you, you, cannot, you, you cannot give me a better example where the politicians are to blame than this. They're not going to take any responsibility, V. They're not at all. Yeah. Uh, the, the same thing happened in Portland, this mecca of progressivism, where you have people, you know, like just 
rioting for day in, day out until they decide to burn the mayor's house. And then the next day, the riots get clear. <laughs> How the fuck is that happening? Like, what is this magic? You know, like, I'm starting to see a little pattern here. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they don't want to take responsibility. They, oh, no, no, no. They, it's, it's, it's called not in my backyard, like Nibis. Like, oh, protesting is fine as long as it's away from me, you know, because right. all, all of the upper classes, all of the privileged, like they like to call them, they have private security. Like, like notice this, right? Like, you, you have people vandalizing businesses and burning shit down, okay? Right. And there's no cops. The police officer says there's not going to be any police presence. Like, they, they just allow them to, to burn down the shit until they reach CNN. What happens when they reach CNN? Oh, the police is there. All of a sudden, there are cops. All of a sudden, you know, like the rich get protected. Uh, and, and you want to tell me about socialism? Like, motherfucker, the socialists actually have arguments against you. Like, <laughs> if you look at it from a class warfare perspective, it makes far more sense than if you look at it from a racial perspective. Exactly. And you have to, so you guys can go on CNN, their main, their main YouTube, and you could just, they have protection against the rioters. And we were talking about the, the time of George Floor protests. And so they had like big buff security guys and they were like, oh, it's just peaceful protests. And it doesn't make any fucking sense. And with COVID, oh my God, don't even get me started on COVID. But it's like all of a sudden when right wing people go and protest, they're going to kill grandma. And then when the left wing go and protest, everything's fine. Oh, they're, fine. Rounding up, yeah, they're rounding up the Jews in New York. Like they're rounding up the Jews regarding COVID in New York. But like when, when it's a, a, a protest for like, you know, progressive issues. Oh, that's fine. But heaven forbid you have like a, a funeral where some Jewish person buries their dad or something. It's like, you know, shame on daddy for deciding to die during this pandemic. You know, like why couldn't he die later so they can bury him next year or some shit? <laughs> it's your fault everything's your fault it's to the leftists that's pretty much what it is it's, it's your fault even like and i feel what, like like what do you want like people not to bury their dead like i i generally like do not understand this you know like death is something that happens no one wants it to happen but like if right. the person died during this like okay well have some measures that are reasonable and you know like say people maintain social distance or whatnot but the dead still need to get buried, right? Like, what What the fuck? I, I genuinely, like, don't understand. <laughs> it's like, you, you're just going to leave the dead body right there because of what? COVID. And here in California, we're very strict, okay? And so in California, you, the children can't go to school, but you can be packed at Walmart. You know what I mean? And just like, you know, V said, he made a good point. It's the corporatists, okay? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, there, there are places where they shut down, you know, the mom and pop store, but like uh, Amazon gets to, to exist. Well, if that's the case, no wonder that Amazon and other corporations that are now open, they're going to advocate for the shutdown measures to remain active for longer. I mean, it, it, if it's in their financial interest, of course, they're going to, act, uh, to advocate for it. But like, I, I see two types of people on the internet right now. I see the, the type of people that have been affected by this, who lost their job and right. can't put food on the table for their family, who mm -hmm. have advocated for the shutdown measures to end. And then there's like the, the bourgeoisie twats, which have the <laughs> privilege of working from home or, you know, they, they are right. working at an important job where it didn't get shut down. And they're the ones advocating for the shutdown measures to remain. And it's like, man, I'm sorry, but I don't know of any economy in the world 
that you have people sitting at home and food arriving at their doorstep. <laughs> I, I, I mean, the fact that you live in a first world country and you still have the inertia of the economy for this to still take place is fascinating. But if you want a vaccine, if you want people to be treated at a hospital, you need an economy, you dumb fuck. You know, like, <laughs> I, I, I'm so shocked and surprised that people go, it's like, oh, well, we just don't want people to die. The economy is not as important as human yeah. lives. And it's like, okay, well, that's a nice speech for kindergarten. You know, like, I'm pretty sure the teacher is going to have, uh, you know, she's going to, uh, her eyes are going to piss tears and, and they're going to roll down her cheek. But like, in, in the real world, Poopsikins, we understand that human lives and the economy are intertwined. Like if the right. economy goes to shit, then suicides start happening. Depression starts happening. People end up starving or hopeless. You know, right. like, and, and this idea, it's like, okay, well, uh, just don't pay rent. It's like, all right. But like, you do understand that when all of this is over, the landowner that got upset and fed up with the, the tenant is going to kick him out. Right. They don't understand that at all. And me, I'm a mommy, you know, and he, a little starter. And uh, the majority of the people that I see online. So my son, he he goes to like a special school, you know, it, he needs the the one on one attention. I, I think we're going to start opening up schools, but I'm not really sure. But like the majority of the people that I see online that wants the lo these locks down, just like, you know, V said, they're upper class, upper mm -hmm. middle class. They work from home. They run their own business. They don't give give a damn. I mean, there's people who who works janitorial and stuff like that. They can't they can't stay home. You know what I mean? And 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 every time like they say like like the child that have to stay home. So I don't know about you guys, but me and V we're millennials. So if our parents have to leave us home, they're gonna leave us home. <laughs> they got bills to pay. And majority of these people, they're like, oh, that's neglect. You know, leaving these kids at home. I'm like, you guys are the fuckers that want the shit down in the first place. You know what I mean? Parents yeah, have I mean, to work. I, 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 what I hate is when they give the COVID deniers or the science deniers as like the, the only counter argument. It's like, what about the people who understand this is some dangerous disease, but at the same time don't want to starve to death? What about those right. people? Like, can we talk about them for a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> If you are worried about your health and you have like pre-existing conditions and shit, no one is forcing you to go out. Like you can choose to quit your job and stay home for as long as you fucking want. You right. know, you can literally isolate yourself in a room and have your family just feed you through the door. Like that's fine. <laughs> I, 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 no, but like seriously, it, like I don't understand these people that are like, oh, well, unless the government tells me to stay home, I'm not going to stay home. It's like, dude, you can make that decision yourself. You know, no one is forcing you to go out of your house. How's you guys number in Romania? Are you guys up cases or no? Uh, right now, there are some up cases because we had the elections. So, you know, it's uh, it's a little bit worse than it used to be. But we don't have lockdown measures right now. Oh, really? So you guys can go out, but with like masks and stuff like that? Yeah, I mean, there, there's like social distancing and wearing masks, which is fine. Like, I don't I don't mind that. I, I just, you know, like don't want the economy to collapse so that then I'm, I have to worry about like what I'm going to put on the table. And again, you know, like this might sound really weird because I keep repeating this. It's like put food on the table, put food on the table. But like, I don't think any Westerner experience what it's like not to have to put food on the table and to do the hunt. Exactly. You know, like that is some mindset that you probably didn't get into it and you probably never want to get into it. All I know right. is that in Norway, bananas disappeared for a little bit from the supermarket <laughs> and people flip their shit. 
and in and in Italy there was no pasta and they freaked out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like they're freaking out over some things that you know in communism you were lucky if you had soap in the in the store. But but right. like yeah, the, the, honestly, I don't know how it's going to be in two or three years because the thing with the economy is that it runs on inertia. So if all the economy was to shut down right now, you would still have like a couple of months where things would still remain like normal. Yeah, but like if you, if you keep doing it, like then you're going to notice how how bad things are getting. They don't understand, like, and like I said, majority of these people don't have any kids. They don't have nobody to care for. They have their own little apartment in San Diego. You know, they they don't they they don't think about other people. They 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 these fucking Borajis, these Bolsheviks Borajis. They think only in what they see around them. They they think they they just use like talking points, like you know, mm-hmm. women and women of color, racist, da, 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 justice, because they were indoctrinated in the universities and stuff like that. I, I don't know how much is indoctrination and how much is just keeping appearances and saying the correct things. Because I bet if America sure. became religious uh, overnight, like hyper-religious, like it used to be in the 40s or 50s, I bet mm-hmm. these people would use religious talking points in order to shame others. That's true too. And I and I did watch a video last night of you talking about Christianity. Yeah. I think you said you went to, to a Christian school. Yeah, an evangelical you? school, yeah. Yeah, and you you didn't you're like me. I really don't like those people who think they're better than everybody else. You know what I mean? Like like your shit stinks just like everybody else, and I can punch in your face. And it's like, yeah, you know? I mean, they they used to be called the piety just uh, the the piety warriors. You know, that's how we called them. And and they would also try to get people fired and people into trouble for you know, like uh, okay, well this guy this senator is gay, and then they would try to you know get him to step down or. Oh look, Bill Clinton had an affair, and that's not Christian. I wanna like these people used to exist. You know, they, yes, they were the one. Remember. Yeah, they would say, "Oh, Dungeons and Dragons is satanic. Harry Potter has magic. If you play the Pokemon song backwards, it says worship Satan." Like, <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. Like, that, that's the thing. Like, they always existed. Like, they always. I think just that the internet made this worse, and it's just this particular ideological strain right now. But yes. like. Yes, I agree. Moral busybodies is not a 2020 thing. <laughs> that, that's true. It just, it just like you said, it made everything worse. And I always say that social media just make everything worse and worse. And it's, it's driving people insane. And they think they're better than everybody. And of course, you know, V, did you notice that um, your video starting to have like a little bit of views? Am I the only one that's noting it? If if you guys would watch V, like his channel used to get like like at least one hundred thousand views. Mm-hmm. Now, I th- are you shadow banned on YouTube? No, I think it's things. I'm talking about more boring subjects right now because the terms of service have changed. So you can't be edgy anymore. You can't make comedy anymore. You can't uh, do humor like you used to on YouTube. The, the the thing with the terms of service is that they are very vague. So you can't really be. Even, like if, if I were to upload South Park season one and two on YouTube right now, and you know they would actually apply their terms of service on South Park and not give it a pass, every single episode would get at least two or three community strike violations. <laughs> it's getting so yeah, terrible. Like, yeah, like the whole thing with MTV, Jackass, Beavis and Butthead, like everything that I loved to watch when I was a kid now would be banned from social media. Right. And and we grew up, you know, saying gay and all that. You know, it's not because you're gay, it's because you're acting gay. <laughs> you know, just like Oh no, I, I you know, I grew up where you would say the word that starts with an F ends with a T and makes Carlos Maza all apathy. I mean it's not <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's like 
it, it wasn't as disparaging towards gay people or homosexuals. It was just yeah. on TV. Like they, they would say it on, on in, in movies and stuff. I mean, the idea that the word is problematic is something that I, as a Romanian, have a very difficult time wrapping my head around because there is no word in the Romanian language that is like, you say that word and it's power word fire. Right. Right. And it's just like, it, it, you know, and Louis C.K., he did talk about this particular word that me and V are, is talking about. He has a whole, you know, comedy sketch that that uses that word. And you can't you can't say it anymore. And and I have to be a little bit careful myself, too. Like I, I came in like like when I invited the chairman of the Proud Boys, I got a lot mm -hmm. of backlash from my friends. They were like, you know, why are you going to invite him on? And why? What's that's the point of me having this fucking podcast? It's called Far Out for a reason. It's just weird people coming on, like being, you know, it's just like coming in. Having know, this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, having these conversations on. And, and, and why is it that when I invite an Antifa member, it's okay. But when I invite a Proud Boy, it's problematic. You know what I mean? Like, I, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it always, like, politics always moves to the right. I mean, if I invite uh, a far leftist and I talk with him, no one is going to say, well, V, you're a communist now because you spoke with the far leftist, right? But if I even go and debate against, against someone like Richard Spencer, it's like, oh, well, uh, you're problematic, V, because now you're, you're, you know, you're like a white supremacist because you spoke with the guy. And I'm like, okay, but why am why aren't I a feminist? Because I speak with feminists, you know. Why aren't I a communist? Because I speak with communists. I mean, right. I, I had Imam Tahwidi on my channel, you know. Who's that? Uh, Imam Tahwidi is a uh, Muslim in Australia. But yeah, I like him. Like uh, he, he's an Imam. He's he's like a priest for for the Islamic faith. And I had him mm. on my channel. Does that make me a Muslim now? <laughs> and now you're on far wisdom. So does that make you a Cambodian woman now? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, it's such a dumb thing. Like, I, look, I get it. If a person just hangs out around communists all the time and just only has communist friends and nothing else, then you'd be like, oh, well, all right. You know, that's kind of weird. But like when you have like a diverse group of people with diverse ideologies and you're hanging around all of them, I don't think that says anything about you except the fact that you're curious and you like talking with people. Right. You know, just like, you know, I think it was like Joe Rogan. He said that Barbara Walters had Fidel Castro. Does that make her a fucking communist? Mm. You know what I mean? It, they don't really, they don't want to talk about stuff like that. It's when it's the thing with, so when, when V and I talk, say leftists, we're talking about like the far left that you see today. Okay. Oh, yeah, the, the Hammer and Sickle in the bio, the black and red flag, the, yeah, I don't even include exactly. the pronouns in the bio. Which is kind of funny about the pronouns in the bio. Like before it became a thing, people used to have their mental illnesses in the bio. Like, I, do you remember that? Do you remember like on Tumblr and, and the early days of Twitter? You'd have yeah. someone that would say ADHD, autism. What else uh, was popular? Bipolar. They would just state their disorders. And it's like, that's so weird. It's like me saying, oh, I got a rash on my ass cheek and I got... <laughs> You know, it's like, just because you have, like, these medical conditions, like, why do you need to share them to the fucking world? It's like, <laughs> you know what I think it is, is they want to be special. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, it, it's the same with the product. Like, I, I get it. If you're a person that, you know, looks gender ambiguous, like you're androgynous and you want to make sure gender that, ambiguous. Yes. Like, you're, you're androgynous and you want people to know how to refer to you and you put, like, the pronouns there. But like, if if you're obviously like obvious, painfully obvious a guy, 
Why do you put right. him and the pronouns? Like what? It's, it's just it's just to be part of a clique, isn't it? It's like the Christians having a crucifix around their neck. It's literally <laughs> that shit, right? To, to symbolize <laughs> other people. Yeah, to symbolize yeah. other people that are a Christian. Yeah, and like same thing with me. Like I get mistaken a lot because my name is Boone, so it's it's a dude's name, right? So I get mistaken a lot. I don't get offended. I don't give a shit. People call me Mister Him all the time. I'm like whatever, I'll just I'll just flow with it. You know, I don't give a shit. It's just like. Everybody just wants to be something, and I I understand, you know what I mean. Like I I'm I'm not saying that I'm gonna do it, but I understand, you know, the need to be something. You know what I mean? Like that. Just even like today with YouTube, you know what I mean? Like you made your your you know your fans and stuff like that. You earn your subscribers, but nowadays people want to be like a YouTube star, an influencer. You know, it's just like I just want to make people laugh. I don't know about that shit. <laughs> I just want to make people <laughs> smile and, and have some fun. You, you, you got to change your fucking bio on your YouTube now. Just like <laughs> I have it, like something on my back. It is no, I, I genuinely like don't think it's even about transgender people. Like that's the problem. It's just like they want to show that they care so much about trans people that they are a virtue signaling. Like look, look how good I, they're not going to donate money to an LGBT organization because that's actual effort, you know. They're not going to go to a biker club and start lecturing the bikers about the LGBT rights because that's actually difficult. No, they just want to go in a place where everyone agrees with them and then put on rainbow flag and, and show that they support the gays. And it's like the corporations that when, you know, like gay mom fans, like literally on midnight, they change their logos back to the way they were. They removed the, the LGBT flag, which, which kind of gets me into the question. It's like, why is it that all these progressive corporations weren't progressive 10 years ago when gay marriage was actually something that could have been achieved earlier? You know, why, why was the Coca-Cola sporting the rainbow flag in the 80s? Why, why was right. it, uh, you know, well, I guess Amazon didn't exist, but like IT&T supporting the rainbow flag in the 90s. Like right. all of a sudden, when everyone agrees, when, when everyone is on board. And, and you want to know something even more hilarious? If I were to play a game where I debut a gay character from a TV show and you debut a gay character from a blockbuster movie, do you think you were to win? <laughs> like, okay, no, 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 let's do the test. Name me a movie, right, from Hollywood and a okay. main commercial movie that has uh, a gay character in it. Uh, not that I... Oh, what about, like, a show? Can I name a no, show? No, 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 just movies. Okay. I'll, I'll explain why later. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't know any movie. Okay, I feel like a bigot now. I don't remember any movies with a gay character. Okay, now tell me a show, a TV show that does not have a gay character in it, and something that came after two thousand and ten. Like after two, yeah, something mm -hmm. recent. Something recent with a TV show Rick that does not have any <laughs> LGBT characters in. It's hard, isn't it? Yeah, like a Rick and okay. Morty. <laughs> no, they, they have gay characters in Rick and Morty. Do you know why what? this is? That's true. Do you know That's what my explanation is? What is it? What what do you think it is? Like, like why do you think like uh, TV shows all of them have LGBT characters, but movies don't? Hmm. Why is oh you know what I think it is? Hmm. Yeah, I, I I think you know I know where you're going with this because of China. Absolutely. Absolutely, because that's where the money is, baby. China pays the homophobia tax. Like, if they want to sell movies in China, all of these progressive twats, they can't have gay characters in it. TV shows, they don't get sold in China. So that's why. I, I uh, swear to God, if ISIS had a streaming service, all of these progressive twats would call their agent. Every single fucking one. 
Like, this is what really infuriates me. They do not believe in this. And when I see a leftist that goes like, oh, wow, this company is so progressive. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, everything is really destroyed. So if I was a gay person while taking it up the ass, I would be livid. I would be absolutely livid about what these companies are doing. It's so disgusting. Like, look at Starbucks, you know? On one hand, they want to have a conversation about race when they give you the fucking cup. And on the other hand, in Saudi Arabia, they have walls in their restaurant to separate the men and the women. <laughs> they don't care. They, you remember with, with with Star Wars? They removed the black character. They, well, they made him Finn, Oh my God, like Finn is, like the actor of Finn is, uh, uh, you know, he keeps getting the short end of the stick. He did the, I think it was like a, a beauty product company that chose him as their logo and, and, and in china he was replaced with an asian actor and he was really <laughs> upset and bummed out about it like literally the same commercial like everywhere on earth it was him but in china it was an asian actor instead of him and it's an article in the guardian about how you know he, he decided to quit that he is outraged and blah 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 and right. it's like oh what did you actually think the company needs you did you actually think that they don't use you to make money or like what Every single corporation is out there to make cash. Like, if exactly. they think it's popular, you know, if they think, like, killing little kitties is popular in the country, they will advertise it. They'll put it on their brand. They'll put it on their logo. They don't care. This idea of, like, the, the corporation as a moral entity is absolutely laughable. Exactly. Exactly. So, I don't know. But this whole entire thing is, is it's just really fucking insane. So V, I really enjoyed our conversation together. It's so fun to have you. So if you can tell people where to find you, mm -hmm. where can they find you? Yes. On YouTube, just Romanian TV. I'll I'll give you a, a link. And, I'll, I'll uh, link you. I don't, I don't know how to link you. <laughs> v. You, you can't link me? Okay. So you it, it, yeah, I, I can link you. you. You need to link me. You need to link me. And maybe we can <laughs> we can do a live stream together on YouTube because uh, you've also been fun. Yeah. So, yeah. So most likely you probably see me on with V. He said, you know, he doesn't really care about my face. Just get my voice. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, uh, I don't think like having a face adds that much, to be honest. Like most people just. That's true. Uh, you too. You do the same thing. And, and you're very popular. I love watching your stuff. I, I, I think I started watching your stuff about like two years ago. And I've been following you ever since. I actually um, uh, found your channel through. You remember when the controversy with Patreon? When you did the voice? When you read the. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's where I started to kind of follow you. So I really enjoy UV and I hope that, you know, you come back and hang out with me some more. And so we could just like bash on, you know, the stupid communists. So. Yeah. Tweet me the link to your podcast so I can uh, put it on the Twitter. Okay. So, all right, guys, I hope you guys enjoyed this discussion with our awesome Romanian, angry Romanian. Okay. And I'm, angry. Always... I'm, I'm amused by all of this shit. Like, I mean, it's amusing that some people believe the nonsense that they're spewing. Because, you know, like, I, I, I'm always curious, though. It's like when you're in church and, you know, like, everyone around you believes and, and they say something ridiculous. Like, for example, the the statue of Virgin Mary was dripping tears or something like that, you know. And everyone right. is like, uh-huh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And you, you're thinking, like, I don't believe that. And you look around you, but everyone believes it, so it must be true. And I think, like, isn't it the same with the woke bullshit? Like, exactly. at, at one point, like, someone must say, like, this this doesn't sound right. But they look around them. It's like, well, everyone is saying it. So I don't want to, you know, just talk about it and, and be the only person that brings it up.
they're scared they're gonna get their ass beat like andy knows so that's why they don't say anything and the majority of those people that believe in the woke bullshit are white by the way well andy so. no was dressed too provocatively you know he <laughs> <laughs> he was showing some vietnamese titties <laughs> no no you're right you're right just look at the you know the the arrest warrants for antifa like the, the, yeah. the proud boys since you brought them up like I, I don't know what they believe in. I, I haven't followed any of them, but like they, they look a lot more diverse than Antifa. Like <laughs> That's I, true. I, I guess like the, these new branch of white supremacists, they got like a really strong diversity outreach program because yeah, I know, I know. They, they, <laughs> they, 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 they fucking hire a chief diversity officer <laughs> with the problems. Oh yeah, they don't even need diversity officers in order to do it. Like. If I was a university, I, I would start consulting with them and ask them, like, how, how do you manage to make your group so diverse without a chief diversity officer? That's true. So I hope you guys enjoyed this conversation. I'm going to link all the information to V down below. And most likely, you'll see me on V's live stream, and we're going to bullshit with each other. So as always, guys, stay far out. Bye. <laughs>